0: Hi, welcome to the GTEC Podcast, All Things Rugged. My name is Mark Reese, Senior Marketing Manager with GTEch. Public safety vehicles such as police cruisers, fire trucks, and ambulances travel with a plethora of mission critical equipment that's essential to emergency and non-emergency response situations. These vehicles carry everything from rugged computing technology to officers to civilians and other cargo-related items. Choosing the correct mounting and docking solution is just as important as choosing the right computing equipment. This is especially true during a high-speed pursuit when a mobile computing device can quickly become a dangerous projectile if not mounted properly. With the International Association of Chiefs of Police show (IACP) in Dallas just a few short days away, I thought it made sense to discuss the role that docking solutions played in the public sector. I recently sat down with David Skyver from the product team at Havis, a leader in mobile workforce docking solutions. In this episode, Dave and I discuss everything you need to know about rugged computing docking solutions for police, fire, and EMS. This is a great episode you won't want to miss. If you find this podcast informative and like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our channel. You can also find relevant links in the description below. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dave, thanks so much for being here. For those listening that don't know who Havis is, can you tell us a little bit about the organization and the solutions you provide?
1: Sure, Ken, Mark, and thanks for having me. Very excited to be here today and uh, go over the stuff with you. Uh, At our core, Havis is a designer and manufacturer of products for a variety of industries. I think uh, most people know us from um, a number of years in the public safety space, public service, But as rugged devices have kind of penetrated the idea of that mobile office, you know, we've made our way into work trucks, uh, material handling applications, transport logistics. Uh, And last fall, we acquired a company that has a really strong footprint in retail and hospitality. So we've kind of expanded into that as well. Uh, Specifically, in relation to GTEC, we've been partnered with you guys for about a decade. At the moment, we've got 11 active platforms that cover you know, a wide range of device types and uh, focus verticals um, that we're both you know, pursuing.
0: So let's focus on let's focus on public sector um, because I think with IACP coming up, um, yep. I think it's an interesting topic. We're both going to be at IACP. I believe you're going to be in booth, if I'm not mistaken. Are you in booth? You're going to be in booth 2005, correct?
1: 2005 this year, correct.
0: And GTEC is going to be in booth 3000, and the great news is, is you're going to be able to see stocks in the GTEC booth, and I believe you're going to be able to see GTEC devices in the havis booth.
1: That is correct.
0: Excellent. So let's let's continue on that route to public safety. So the first question that comes to mind specifically is we're looking at different industries. and in GTEC, really, we have a lot of different industry focus. Public sector is huge. We do federal. We do utilities. We do the enterprise space. And Each one of those verticals has different specific solutions. So from a HABIT standpoint, how is public safety different than other industries in regards to rugged docking solutions
1: that you provide? So I think the one big difference there is there's an expectation for everything being rugged in public safety. Um, So it's not just a computer. It's not just the dock. It's the mount. It's the equipment that goes in support of it. So as we're kind of thinking about the... You know real world three-dimensional installation of something um, each aspect of that has to be rugged so whether that's a, a sheet metal console um, or a passenger seat mount that kind of you know uses some existing mount points of a vehicle um, it all has to be rugged and effectively fool pro- foolproof full um, with the ultimate goal being you know a worry-free installation a worry-free vehicle where occupant safety is paramount and any time spent, you know, worrying about equipment is time spent not doing what they're there to do.
0: I think, you know, it's funny that you say safety is paramount. And I think there is a lot of people who may not consider docking. They, they know that it, it's to secure a laptop, but they don't understand the importance from a safety aspect, you know, especially in public safety or high speed chase. Where if you don't have a properly mounted device, you essentially have a, and you get into a high-speed chase, you essentially could have a projectile yeah. in that car that could, you know, maim and kill somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I think, you know, you, you consider um, the end of a crash, the end of a rollover, and, you know, some of these, uh, maybe the laptops more so than the tablets, but those are those are not lightweight devices. That's how they become rugged devices, Right. And so you don't want those uh, swinging around freely in those spaces where they can eject and cause a significant amount of damage to an officer.
0: So as it relates to use cases, um, what what are some of the specific use cases that you see um, from a mounting and docking perspective that, let's say, that a material handling client might not need? What are some of the specific use cases for public safety, and can you speak to those?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the ways of putting a computer into a public safety vehicle, um, you know, the real focus is minimizing the footprint, right? So you want to give back as much space as possible to that officer, to that, that department, so that they can put more mission-critical equipment into it. So you get the opportunity to do uh, installs off of a center console, Right? That's one way you can put something into the vehicle. You can do trunk mounted, where you remotely mount the computer and you bring via cables all that you know, connectivity up to the front with the remote screen, Right, so you, you minimize the footprint in the front. You can do dash mounted, um, again, kind of giving back some space to the officers. Right, And so um, I think in any installation, we try to preserve as much free space as possible for the people interacting with the equipment. Uh, But there's a lot more equipment being deployed in public safety.
0: In terms of specifically police, what I found interesting was um, when I was looking at a couple use cases that we did, you know, some instances you have a fixed mount computer. But other instances or other needs or use cases is where they're going to pull that device out. They're going to pull out the device. They're going to put the device back in. It's constantly being removed. Uh what challenges does that bring to a docking solution or a solution in general that you propose?
1: Yeah, I think uh in general what you want to give people is uh, a a convenient docking and undocking experience, right? Is it intuitive? Is it easy to align? And is it quick to remove? You know, you, you think of um you know the number of times that this could go in and out of a vehicle across multiple shifts and multiple users and depending on kind of the nature of that particular you know, vehicles focus. Um, you don't want them fiddling with equipment, right? So uh, giving people convenient docking experiences, um, and not just at the docking station itself, but with the ability to position the dock, uh, the, the stability or the rigidity of that solution as well, you know, it's one thing to try to fish a tablet into a mount when the mount isn't moving, um, but if that isn't A stable mount and you've got kind of multiple things you know moving around on you it's just a distraction from like i said earlier from what they're really there to do Um, they're they're not in those cars to play with equipment they're in those cars to preserve public safety
0: now we can break public safety down to police fire and ems are there different use cases per each vertical within public safety and can you speak to those
1: Yeah, they're absolutely right. I think that's kind of a a unique distinction. Um, You know, when you think of police, uh, there's a few major vehicle OEMs and a few major vehicle types that are kind of consistently deployed. And what you get is a more common um, occupant experience, right? Uh, So the use case in public safety uh, is a lot more similar than you would see in fire or EMS. Now there are probably more options for police Um, But kind of the concentration of, you know, I mean, are there 15,000 officers doing it the same way? Absolutely. Are there 50,000 doing it, you know, a different way? Absolutely. But there's these large, large numbers, you know, dealing with a dash mount solution, a console mount solution, a trunk mount solution or a passenger seat mount solution. So you get a lot of consistency in the police space. Um, in fire, uh, those vehicles are very custom. You know they, they might look the same from the outside, but the way they've been set up on the inside is different. So there isn't quite as much vehicle commonality. Uh, and then you also have to account for big and restrictive gear that really isn't quite as much of an impact in a police vehicle. Uh, Now, EMS, uh, another unique aspect for them is, you know, they're kind of a mix of um, that rugged requirement with some medical requirements as well. So, they get a little bit concerned about, you know, how easy is is it to clean that equipment and kind of maintain it. So, they still want, you know, rugged gear, rugged equipment, rugged computing devices, et cetera, um, but they're a little more concerned with, well, what happens in the back of an ambulance if something goes wrong? And we have to, you know, clean up a mess. You don't have that quite the same in fire and police.
0: No, you, you have a great point there, and I think that that's often overlooked. You know, public, well, public sector is public sector, but it's really not. It is really those three unique, uh, those three unique uh, verticals within public sector. So we, we've touched base on a little bit about your docking solutions. But what ta- let's talk about a little bit more so what types of mounting and docking solutions those have is provided. Can you just kind of explain the difference?
1: Yeah, so I think for us, um, you know, <laughs> we at times have to kind of differentiate between what we mean when we say mount and what we mean when we say docking station, right? Um, you know, it's all putting it into a vehicle. Um, and where do we kind of break those lines? So we're talking about docking solutions. We're really talking about a docking station, a cradle, or what we call a universal tray. And we make these solutions that work with, you know, traditional clamshell style laptops, tablets, convertibles, two-in-ones, we do phones, we do handhelds. Um, And when you kind of start to differentiate what these, you know, what's the difference between a dock and a cradle and a lap and and a tray, excuse me, um, it really comes down to two things. Does it offer port replication? Meaning, can I begin to connect, you know, mission critical equipment to this thing I make one connection, one time, and then all I'm really worried about is docking or undocking my device, just like at a desktop, right? Um, And then is it unique? Is that solution unique to one device? Meaning, you know, has there been customization of hard points of the computer to hard points of the dock? So when we say a docking station, what that means is it has that port replication that you're looking for, and it's unique to one device. Um, Conversely, a cradle, Does not offer that port replication, but it's unique to one device. So you're kind of getting the safety and security piece without getting kind of the high tech aspects of port replication. And then the universal tray, kind of the most versatile. It's not, no port replication. It's not unique to one device. You do have to configure it. But, you know, if you're a department who's got a mix of devices and you're not sure what you're going to stick with, or you've kind of inherited some things, um, universal trays become a, a fairly useful even if more of an entry-level solution
0: what should a prospective customer whether it be a new customer or a customer that's getting ready to refresh what do they need to consider or think about when considering a docking solution what questions are you often asked
1: yeah i think uh it's interesting mark over the years um you know (laughs) the docking decision was very much the caboose on the train, you know, very, very late in the game. People thought about, Oh, I've got to put this into, you know, into a vehicle. I think the, you know, decade plus couple decades of public safety, utilizing devices, it's changed where they start to think about the impact of the decisions that they're making. And so they're asking stuff a little bit earlier, right? They make a software decision, they make a hardware decision, then they make a mounting and docking decision. And so, For us, I think the questions typically start with, you know, which device type are you looking at? Because that's going to impact your mounting options. Um, Laptop options have different mounting options than the tablets do. They have different accessories. Uh, If you're making a decision between a laptop and a tablet, you know, tablet, you're going to have to consider your keyboard options. Um, And so within those, um, you have questions like, do I need pass-through antenna, right? a lot of departments will consider just kind of future-proofing. So even if they might not need to have antenna signals uh, replicated through the dock at that point in time, they might look to the future and say, I don't know what the next three to five years are going to hold, and I'm going to be on this device for a while, so let me at least kind of protect myself for that. On occasion, there are port replication options. You know, do you want to get one level or another level? Um, That could drive you to one device or another. Um, so uh, I think one of the questions that I think are really important for you um, know if you're, if you're an IT manager listening to something like this, um, the question I look at is how long do you want to be on this form factor? You know how often do you refresh your technology? And that ultimately becomes a question to ask of you know your your computer partner. So GTEC says we're going to be on this. This is going to be you know 10 year roadmap. Then you can pretty comfortably move forward with the deployment. If it's a one year roadmap. <laughs> That kind of changes the way you look at things. So um, I think there's, beyond those questions, uh, power path. Um, In some cases, you can leverage an installed line of power so you're not kind of redoing some uh, heavy lifting inside the vehicle. Uh, If you can basically just take an existing barrel connector from one device and connect it to another, that helps the install. Um, But if you have to bring new power to it, that's certainly something to consider as well. Uh, and then the last thing, you know, to me, it's kind of the window dressing. You know, do you want to bring certain accessories or widgets into the equation? Um, are you looking at adding, you know, an extended warranty plan and things like that? Um, but, you know, a lot of the triage really starts around the device that you're looking at and where you want to put that device in the vehicle. You know, the, the good news is a lot of the computing power is is able to, you know, a tablet can do a lot of things that a laptop can do or different sizes. Um, so a lot of the decisions are really driven by, you know, which device do you want and where do you want to put it. So,
0: I guess the cha- i guess when we talk about either are are, have, have there been challenges, you know, when you you get into a solu- you get into a solution, what kind of challenges or do you see that maybe you're not aware of that somebody should think about beforehand? Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, you you. you they, they've decided on the device. They've decided on the docking station. They've decided on how they're going to install it. But are there things that aren't considered or kind of afterthoughts that they should really think about beforehand?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I've been around this long enough to kind of see, you know, it shift away from being a laptop-driven market to being, you know, public safety still favors the laptop. But, you know, there, there are departments that have really gone after tablets. And, and I think when you start thinking about worst case scenario stuff that can go on in that space, um, you know, your opportunity is a kind of a clean line of ingress between, you know, if you're taking fire on a passenger side, you got to get to the driver's side. How do you get from one side of a car to the other or vice versa, right? So there's sometimes these very um, unique concerns that come up in kind of the worst case scenarios. Um, and I think in, you know, in some cases that can dictate the path you pursue with your equipment, where you might say, look, we don't want to have a laptop in the center because we can't get through a laptop. But if we go with a tablet, you know, we've created some space to get from one side of the vehicle to the other. I think that's kind of the the morbid view of some of it, you know, the worst case scenario. I think a lot of the changes are a little more driven by the options that have come along um, there's more nuanced use cases there's more players in this space you know when you, you talk about size screen sizes and you talk about operating systems and you talk about all these kind of technological you know variables that have come into the space over the last decade you know public safety doesn't warm to everything right away but you know advancements that have made a difference you know you think of what C means in you know, public safety, where you have a single port that's very, very powerful. Um, You know, Bluetooth itself hasn't been really well received in public safety because it's not the most secure. But, you know, you look at things like Wi-Fi Direct as a potential disruptor to the way people think of, you know, installing a solution. You look at 5G and what 5G means for the installation piece of it. Um, You think of HDMI and HDMI being able to carry a video signal and an audio signal, right, where, you know, 10 years ago it was maybe VGA and a, a, you know, mic or speaker port. And so the technology changes drive a lot of uh, things into, um, you know, the the complexity and, and the landscape that has to be kind of sorted out as you're making decisions here.
0: You know, it's funny that you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned future proofing. Um, a little bit ago and you know technology this industry i can't even tell you how quickly it's changing yeah. specifically with new or emerging uh technologies new technologies so you know you what you what you're what you're um quoting today or what the the system that you're setting up today could theoretically be outdated yeah. in the next 12 months so how do you how do you talk about or how do you maneuver around that future proofing piece? Can you talk a little bit more about that? How would you how would you consult with an agency, you know, where they're kind of thinking about 5G or some of these other newer technologies? How do you kind of work around that so they have the computer that they're going to need tomorrow, not necessarily the one that's needed today?
1: Yeah, I think I think, you know, going back to that comment about being the caboose, I think Havis has a limited ability to impact, you know, kind of that decision around the device. Um, I think what we try to focus on is, you know, if you think of the big spends that they're gonna make, right? They're gonna buy a vehicle and hopefully they get, you know, five, seven years out of a vehicle. They're gonna buy a computing device and hopefully they get three to five years out of the computing device. And then along the way, Havas is gonna be there with equipment, right? Um, And so for us, you know, the, the, the focus becomes, you know, do you want to stick with a console based mount? Do you want to stick with a dash based mount? You know, if you're, if, if you're evaluating your three to five year tech horizon as a, you know, police IT fleet manager, um, the, again, the the device that you choose is going to dictate the dock itself, but below that dock, there's decisions that can be made or questions that can be asked that help to kind of future proof that vehicle to migrate from maybe one laptop to a different laptop or from you know one tablet to a different tablet
0: all right so on that on that topic i want to kind of circle back and build off a question we spoke to a few minutes ago i want to talk about the roles of, the role of communication connectivity and security and I'd like you to see if you can address each one. Let's start with communication, yep. uh, then connectivity, then security. But let's talk about what role those play in the overall docking solution. And can you kind of talk through each of those?
1: Yeah, I, I, I often kind of refer to um, it's a brain-to-brain connection. You know, when the computer and the docking station are coming together. And so, yeah, I think the the primary communication piece. Um, it's a lot of the times it's the dispatching software, and that's not the full extent of it. But you know the dis- the dock designs need to permit constant contact between you know the brain of the computer and the brain of the docking station, and thus everything that's connected to that docking station. What's on the screen needs to stay on the screen. You know you can't have an intermittent connection that all of a sudden makes an app or a program disappear when you're talking about mission-critical equipment for mission-critical you know, users. Um, so at a communication level, um, we're trying to make sure that there's the confidence level that you, know, you can have a reliable, stable connection between those two pieces of equipment. Because what shifting to the connectivity idea, um, the dock is really at the center, right? Um, so you, know, you can take the computer in and out of the vehicle, but when you bring that thing back into the vehicle, you really just want to have to do the docking action and be connected the way you want to be connected. So, you know, if you're looking at mission-critical equipment of cameras and card readers and keyboards and networks, um, you want that reliable docking connection, that reliable docking station to be there. And how do you preserve that connection between all those peripherals I referenced? It's really a cable management issue and cable routing, right? So if you're bringing a bunch of different cables into the back of the docking station, you don't want this big hairy mess, you know, back there. So a lot of our docking stations have an intelligent cable management system designed into them where there's strain relieving provisions. So you have this kind of natural flow of cables. So, you know, if you install that thing correctly, one time, you know, you have an ongoing occupant experience where all they need to worry about is docking it, and everything comes alive, right? So you're not Kind of over and over repeating connection.
0: Sure, you know, and one of the things about connectivity is, you know, we've talked about mounting the the device, the computer, the tablet, but we also have to consider if there's a keyboard, right? If there's yep. if there's any any accessories, if you know, and, and, and for that matter, any in car video or or cameras. Yep.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's you know what we talk about security, and I think that that word kind of plays in two spaces, right? It's it's the idea of you know, is this an easy thing to steal, right? That's a security aspect. But I think, you know, what I've said a couple times, the idea of worry-free. I don't want to have to worry about the occupants. I don't want to have to worry about the gear. I don't want to have to worry about the equipment. And what we're attempting to introduce with kind of a complete have a solution, there's the docking station, there's all the mounting. Um, and that mounting piece is where we really start to take into consideration the unique requirements of a keyboard, the unique requirements of a of a magstripe reader or a scanner or whatever else has to go in there. Um, and giving kind of, um, you know, that you have a place for everything and everything in its place, you know, making sure that there's a safe, predictable, stable location and mounting method for anything that's kind of in that vehicle, right? Whether that's the computer or the camera or, you know, access to um, a a firearm that's mounted, you know, our goal is to give people um, an experience that in a crisis situation gives them quick and convenient access to the things they need to have access to.
0: Well, what's on the future for, What's in, if, if I may, if you can devolve this information, what, what's in the on the horizon for HAVIS?
1: So, uh, you know, from a public safety perspective, um, I think uh, USBC is an interesting uh, wrinkle, um, you know, the, the way that that impacts, the way things can connect to each other. Uh, you know, when I started in this industry, uh, but there were still parallel ports on docking stations right and so you know the, the way that some of the technology just kind of naturally ages out um and then new technology is is integrated um you know we're we're figuring out how to how to live wisely with usbc um 5g is another big one where you know as that's coming in it impacts um existing setups um you know you, you can you can do a lot with uh different um connections, antenna connections on a docking station, um, but you don't want to have to get in a situation where you have to kind of pick and choose between which signals. And so 5G is a disruptor for some installed, you know, setups where you have to figure out how to kind of make that work. Um, and then I think, you know, th- there's there's handhelds making making a presence, there's phones getting a presence, you know, it's just... You know, the idea of that supercomputing device and different form factors, and how in the world do we, you know, bring those into public safety safely and securely. And uh, for us, those those challenges aren't always immediately answered, um, but we're always looking to uh, help answer, answer those questions, you know, come up with something that makes the most sense.
0: You know, what's interesting is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this interview with you all is that I think those of us in the industry just assume that everybody's on the same page. If, you know, a rugged computer and a docking solution. I'll never forget. I was at a, a trade show in a different industry altogether, and we were talking about devices and refreshes, and I said uh, we had some docks on display and I said, Have you, you know, given any consideration to your docking solution? I mean, what are you guys currently using for your docking solution? And I'm always asking questions, and I'll never forget. He, he goes. They're using. Uh, they were using commercially commercially available devices. They were using a very popular tablet, commercially available tablet, and they were securing it with uh, bungee cords. And I want to. I want to even say duct tape and uh, something to that effect. And I, I thought he was joking with me at first, and I, I just kind of started to laugh and. It was serious. And, and, and what spawned this whole conversation is that there's a lot of people out there that have these, you know, we'll call it man-made contraptions yeah, uh, supporting their docks. What's one of the most ridiculous ones that you may have come across?
1: Um, thankfully, with the number of years you've been in the industry and kind of selling stuff, we've seen less of that. We did have a docking station come in for repair once where somebody literally took a Sawzall and cut out part of the back of the docking station so they could push it closer to the dashboard right um so you know these the, once the devices leave the building you know we we try to protect against what people are going to do but when you start getting power tools involved you can't complain account for how creative they're going to get um but, you know, I, I think I think what you're bringing up there, Mark, is a really interesting point. You know, we don't have to do this often, but there are still situations where we kind of have to sell people on the idea of docking in the first place, you know. And right even there. though they've been out there for a couple decades, um, we have to kind of paint that picture for them. And and for us, you know, in public safety, and, and I do say this because I think in some other verticals, this isn't the top, top, top thing, you know, um, public safety – Occupant safety is at the top of the list of things you want to be kind of selling to people. And so if you're doing two by fours and rubber bands and you've got some MacGyver solution with duct tape and, you know, magnets, I don't even know. Um, you're not going to protect that occupant or occupants. Right. Um, and then the other side of is you're not protecting the asset. You know, so these are not inexpensive devices. Um, you want to protect the people, but you want to keep the device from bouncing around and being damaged. And then uh, what I like to stress with people is. You know, when you put this solution together, um, you're really kind of optimizing the device to do everything it can do. So you're maximizing the return on investment of that computer, right? You, you have these peripherals you want to connect to it. we have given you the means of safely, intelligently connecting all of that stuff. So, you know, you dropped a few grand on a device, you want to get the most out of it. And a, a good docking station and a good setup really gives you that. We can dial in ergonomic advantages, you know we can give you a mounting that lets you swing between you know two passengers tilt to avoid sunlight you know do all sorts of things to kind of just uh you know give creature comforts to the to the officers um but I think you know those are kind of nice to have after you take care of safety you take care of asset protection uh one thing that I do like to kind of point out to people and I mentioned it a little bit uh in earlier about um you know thinking about the spends you're making and how long those spends will last um you know we want to introduce mounting that can outlast the technology not the quality of the technological product right but that moore's law idea of this stuff ages out quicker and quicker you know with almost any new type of technology and so you know if you're a if you're a police force that really wants to be an early adopter of technology um you know you don't want to be buying new vehicles as often as you want to be buying new computers. And if you can avoid buying new mounts, then you really win the day. So vehicle life should exceed the device's life and the mounting should align with the vehicle's life. And as long as you're not switching between, you know, laptop, tablet, laptop, tablet, kind of over and over again, you know, we've got solutions that really kind of let you maybe switch devices without having to do a complete tear up of the equipment that you've installed in a vehicle.
0: You know, one of the things that I think about, and I think this is what differentiates GTEC from a lot of the other rugged computer manufacturers, is the number of SKUs we have. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I, I mean, literally, I was talking to one of uh, Larry Nichols on our project side, yeah. and he was telling me about I'm like, how many SKUs do we How many different combinations of computer do we have? We have I mean, if, if you look at our product catalog, we have the biggest breadth of computers but the, the number of uh, configurations is pretty much unlimited. Does it become a challenge when uh, are you able to mount or do you, do you create customized solutions to fit a computer? Because I know that you, you would have the standard mounts, but you know some might have a little bit thicker of a casing. Some might have some peripherals on there. Are you able to accommodate
1: those? We, unique- yeah, it, we, we do what we can. And I think there are situations where, you know, I mentioned early on the idea of the, the footprint of the solution in a vehicle, right? Um when and I'll I'll take an example, you know, and I, I can't even off the top of my head speak to whether or not we fully accommodate this, but when you get into tablets, right? Tablets come with extended batteries, they come with hand straps, they come with rotating hand straps, they might come with, you know, an optional scanner, or card reader, all these, you know, different kind of uh uh a la mode options, right? Configurations. Um, we sometimes have to make the decision to not support maybe some subset of those, right? Um, and so every once in a while, we'll basically say, you know, we're not going to be able to support an extended battery option, right? Because that's going to make this this solution another inch thicker. And when we're talking about space being at a premium, you know, in the cabin of a police vehicle, we won't pursue a particular option. Now, we typically do that with, you know, kind of the the justification and the the experience of saying, you know, people that are docking a computer most of the day aren't running that battery down to zero anyway. So, you know, they don't necessarily need to have extended batteries and public safety when they're, you know, mostly docked, um, hand straps become a little bit different story. Um, I think it's more of a material handling concern or some other kind of mobile, you know, walking users. Um, In public safety, we can typically cover, you know, the full range of uh, configurations that, you know, you guys lay out. Um, And we work closely with your team throughout the development to basically, you know, make sure there are no surprises, right? If we're evaluating something early on and we say, boy, we're going to have a real hard time kind of meeting the market's expectations of the size of a, you know, docking station or the way to install this, if we accommodate this or that, you know, configuration, we communicate that to your, your your team early on in the process so that it doesn't kind of hit the market with a big gotcha moment where everybody's surprised that it doesn't do a thing they wanted it to
0: do. I think, that's, I think that's important. You know, you mentioned sometimes or back in the past that the docking station was the caboose. But I think that that really shows the importance of having all parties involved from the device to the, the docking and even to the mounting. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, you have to consider this. And then even getting to the point of, all right, so we have all those three pieces and we, let's talk about the perfect deployment. Now, have we thought about paying it, paying for it? And so I think that having these conversations and I know that the GTAC sales teams does, they bring they they have these conversations up front. So there are no gotcha moments and you're not. The yeah. confused, you
1: know. Yeah. And, uh, and And there's a there's an aspect of, you know, the having those conversations with customers early in the process i think the cool thing over partnering with you over you know the decade um we're having conversations with your team while some of your products are still in development right so there's an opportunity to kind of impact um the overall solution experience right uh, whether they've engaged early enough or as they go into maybe a redesign of something they're asking kind of what were our lessons learned around The doc or the feedback that we gained about you know a laptop or a tablet that should should funnel back into the g tech design team so um yes we're the caboose on the train in the sale but we're not necessarily as far back in kind of the you know developmental process anymore where we do have an opportunity to impact things for you know the future of a particular uh, computer design
0: I got to tell you something with IACP coming up, we're finally, we are looking, I know the team is looking forward to it. I think this is the first time in what, two years. You guys excited about being there?
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, there's there's a group of people who who really uh, earmark this event on their calendars and know like what, what a prominent and important event it is. And so um, I was in Chicago, I think uh, three years ago. Um, yeah, that was the last one I was able to get to. Um, I think last year's was called off kind of at the 11th hour, right? Yeah. Um, so, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it is truly an international event, right? So when you're there and you start to see badges and you've got Egypt and Guam and all these different places coming in and you've got helicopters and command centers in the room, you know, it's cool to be part of that and kind of see what, what the future of it all is. And, and, you know, I think we've talked a lot about, uh, technology changing, um, and, you know, some stuff going obsolete and some stuff coming up. Uh, I do think that you know GTEC and Havis both have established themselves as long-term players in the space, right? And so, you know, people do come to see what's new with us, um, and you know, we like to be able to show that off. But uh, I think we have the opportunity to have you know people who know us come back and talk and 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 give us feedback because we've been there enough times that you know they look forward to finding out what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Well. Dave, I appreciate all your time today. And again, please make sure if you are going to IACP, please visit Habits in their booth 2005. You'll be able to see their full line of solutions. You'll also be able to see GTEC computers and devices. Uh, also, come by GTEC booth, our booth at 3000. And again, you're going to see Habits uh, solutions on display. But you're going to see our full with our full array of solutions um, for the law enforcement community. And we can't be more excited to see everybody. Dave, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: And I'm going to stop recording. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast. And if you would like more information about any of our speakers or GTEC solutions, you can find relevant links below in the description. I'm Mark Reese, Senior Marketing Manager with GTEC. And remember, together we sell.